0: You're listening to Comedy Central.
1: Hey, Squirt Nation! Welcome to the show. It's You Up with Nikki Glaser, the podcast, the You Up podcast. I am with Tom Takar and Ian Fidance. Squirt,
0: Squirt, was it a dog millionaire?
1: Yep. And
0: your butthole <laughs> millionaire. Your but your
1: nickname <laughs> is
2: your butthole. My nickname. My what's my nickname? I don't think you have one
1: But I was just Wanting you to say How's your butthole But you just Didn't really feel like Being yourself today (laughs) (laughs) You've changed I've changed Totally (laughs) changed Ian
2: Sorry How's your butthole
1: it's good it actually is very good like I have no I wasn't even thinking about it until you asked me how it was and then I had to kind of focus in on it and um it's great
2: see more people need reminders because men need to check their own buttholes because of prostate cancer and other other health needs that I think aren't addressed so gentlemen ask yourselves every day how's your butthole
0: hey that's what no shave november is all about right is that what that's for? I don't know. I never know. What not
1: that's shaving your for. butthole because I definitely <laughs> shaved mine the other day. You weren't <laughs> supposed to, oh, yeah,
0: not... Nikki. You weren't supposed yes. to. It's no shave oh, November. See,
1: oh well, for women you shave your butthole. Men they uh, they don't shave their mustaches, and then I don't know what that's supposed to mean. That's but why. Um, that's why November is my favorite month because I love mustaches. I love shaved ass. <laughs> 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 I did shave my ass the other day. I guess I'm leading with my secret Good today but you. I always it's the easiest part of yourself to get it like never it, it doesn't hurt like cause oh. when you're dealing with shaving your vagina you're dealing with like very sensitive tissue and your ass is just a hardened criminal it's just like <laughs> you can just it already has scars on it like a manatee who's been like beat up by boats you know how whales oh, always hardened. have like scars
2: criminal. It's got stars on its knees.
1: There's always marine life that has like marks on it because it's just been in fights with sharks and stuff. And there's always like whales have like all these scars. That's my asshole. It's been through a lot, Uh, uh, and it can take on a lot. And uh, shouldn't have left, uh, led the podcast with this today, but that's where (laughs) we are. This
0: is good. It's the holidays. This is what people get. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This is. Yeah. We're getting into the holiday season. Yeah, people it's are going to so be like true. with their families. They're going to be like, you know, they're going to be... Uh, Playing this over Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just no, they're well, going to be buttoned down. They're not going to be able to, you know, let this sort of shit out and we're going to uh, give them an escape. I love getting buttoned
1: down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why Button you Buttoned down. <laughs> yeah. uh, this weekend, if you're listening to this on Friday when the podcast comes out, I am at Salt Lake City's Wise Guys Comedy Club with Tom Takar. Friday and Saturday, two shows. Come see us tonight or tomorrow if you're listening to this on Friday, of course. If you're not, I just want to give you a heads up on this week's podcast that as we go through these clips, you're going to go through me coming out of like a haze of depression because today we just finished our Thursday show and I feel really, really good. Monday, not so good. But we started off this week, Monday, with Josh Adam Myers and Robin Tran joining us in studio. And this was a clip where we talked about my biggest fear, which spurs all of my depression and anxiety, which is the uh, imminent end of the world. I have climate change induced anxiety. That's what I've diagnosed myself as. So I was talking about the end of the world and we were talking about how Josh at Myers just might survive it. What are the what what is that feeling of wanting to kill yourself? Because I've had the I have the the thoughts that just like sneak in and are like kill yourself. Like I literally have those like thoughts sometimes well, if I'm not well, if I'm not treating my depression, they just creep in. Is that what it felt like to you?
3: No, it felt like every second was agony. Oh, and it's wow. like it's like if if I don't end this, then like I'm gonna feel an agony forever. What and is I the wanna...
1: agony? Tell me what is that feeling i I know that I'm being
3: uh, um, trying it's, to
1: get you to be more less obtuse, but it's hard.
3: It's so hard to explain. It's like basically every second feels like it's an it's an hour uh time moves really slow. Yeah. Like um I was in New York once with my girlfriend and I remember this moment where it said that two it, the train's going to come in 2 minutes. And I looked at my girlfriend and I said, "Two, two how am I going to wait for 2 minutes?" Whoa. Like like I I was, I started shaking like 2 wow. minutes 2 minutes is going to feel like an hour. Like it's, it's nothing Was felt it anxiety
1: right. or sadness? It's both. Mhm.
3: Yeah, anxiety. I have anxiety too. Yeah, so. I mean, they yeah.
1: they feed each other also. And did you go as far to make a plan? What, what was what was going to be?
3: I was just um, going to use a razor blade. I think. Jesus. I was just going to like look it up how to do it.
1: And, and so you went and, and you got help, and now you're treated. Do you feel? Um, do you feel like you've got a handle on it? Are you like, okay, this is gonna, this you know, is gonna keep me?
3: You know what sucks is, is uh, no one tells you that when you get better from depression, that life still sucks when you're yes. not depressed.
2: <laughs> like, yes.
3: So I didn't realize that. You know, like all of a sudden now, uh, I have to do my own laundry because I'm not depressed <laughs> anymore, and I'm just like, oh, can't I just whine and tell people I'm depressed and they'll do it for me? Right. So you do have this like loss of. Of uh, helplessness that people will just help you do everything, and um, I feel like I have a handle on it. And now I'm just anxious about life because I actually have to do things now. Like I'm, is... I'm like I'm here in studio talking to you. That's yeah. like I wouldn't do that if I was depressed. But uh, it's also oh, I'm anxious. I have to, I have to get to LA. I have to do this. I have to be on. You mm-hmm. know, I have to do this and that. So now I'm experiencing just like what it's like to be a human adult, and it doesn't feel great either.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of it. Is because. When I've been really depressed and then I get out of the, the, the suicidal thoughts and, like, the just despair and that it's never going to get better, all of those thoughts that are just, it's, like you said, agony. Um, on the other side of that is not, like, skipping down the fucking street and being <laughs> so grateful for every second and the sun is shining and birds are chirping. Like, it it still sucks. Yeah. And I, and I like what you said about... Um, when you're depressed and when you're open about your depression, people have more sympathy for you. They help you out. Yep. And then when you're better, it's all on you. Yep. I like that you did ask for help when you were depressed because sometimes when I'm depressed, when I have a bout of depression, which I kind of treat like the flu, like sometimes it just happens and I'm going to be sick for a couple days and yeah. out of out of commission, like I'm not going to be able to like show up for things. And like I called into a show the other day sick like i i was supposed to do this show and i was just wildly depressed and yeah. i didn't want to leave my apartment and so i texted the guy hey i'm not feeling good uh i'm sick and then he saw me the next day and he goes oh you're sick and i'm like no i was uh i was depressed i called in depressed but it's like it's hard to call in depressed yeah yeah people don't that doesn't you can call in with, I got a stomach flu, but right. you can't call in depressed. Would you straight up tell people I'm too depressed to to do stuff?
3: No, I would lie. I'd just yeah. be like, oh, I have a cold. I have a flu. Or Right. Yeah. I mean, I canceled one meeting like a couple months ago because I woke up crying and I'm yeah. like, oh, I can't. But I, I know that it's going to go away. I was like, I can't show up to a meeting like this. Like, you know, I can't. I can't really even get up out of bed right now. I just have to lay down and cry for a few hours. Do
1: you just do you just stay in bed all day? Is that how you, um, yeah, when you're depressed? When you I'm just...
3: depressed, I stay in bed all day. I don't leave the house. Yeah, but I was like that for years, and I thought that I I didn't know it was depression. I thought I was like I was oh I'm a minimalist. I convinced myself that I wasn't <laughs> depressed. And then my girlfriend is the one that had to be like, you got to get the fuck out of bed. You know, you're really depressed That's right now. That's
1: another thing that I struggle with as a depressed person who goes in and out of it and is terrified about the future. Like, I, I thought the same thing about the 9.6 years. I'm like, oh, I don't know that I can would be able to commit to something like that. But it's not because I'm. I think I'm going to kill myself. It's just like... I just don't have that much hope for humanity or like I, I think when Josh when you initially told me yeah, about this idea I, I was this. like I go we're not gonna last long we're not that gonna long, be dude. here <laughs> we're not gonna be and he's like that's why I gotta get you on soon man, <laughs> yeah, man. like just spinning it in your positive way um, but I really do feel like I don't think I, I, all my friends know this I, I feel like a crazy person right now because I don't think humanity is gonna last that much longer I just think the end of the world is like nigh and uh, because the fires like I just don't I think climate change is going to take us out pretty swiftly and by take us out I don't mean like ex- we're going to go extinct but I just think that society as we know it is going to break down and mm. it's going to be lawless and terrifying and I don't want to be a part Fury of it It's going to be Mad Max Fury
0: Road it's going to exactly. be the that's, Thunderdome life. I don't Because that's of CrossFit. What I, that's what I think. Because of CrossFit, I will survive at least a year in the Thunderdome atmosphere. <laughs> You're going to be able to push a tire across California, and that will save you somehow. That's, that's why I'm doing all those burpees, guys. That's why I'm doing the burpees.
1: That was Josh Adam Myers and Robin Tran with me and Tom Takar. Next up, we had Tuesday's show, which was uh, just a... Home run of a show. I can't believe the booking that we had on this one. Dimitri Martin and Mike Brabiglia in studio. Did you have fun this episode, Tom? This
0: was one of my favorite times ever in the studio. It was so fun. The energy that Mike came in with was so funny and not expected. It oh yeah, you're going to hear it right funny. now.
1: Because we were talking to Dimitri about some serious stuff and he talks like this and he's very calm and like as soon as he got on mic I was like ASMR'd out, like deeply. <laughs> he was so soothing. I was to be completely honest with uh, listeners and Tom and, ev- and Ian and everyone who's here now, I was not looking forward to this interview because I was like, I don't know Dimitri. He's right. always been like kind of one word um, hellos to me when I've passed him in passing. I'm such a huge fan, but I don't feel like he's going to give a lot emotionally, and this show is about talking about your feelings, and he just writes jokes where he doesn't talk about himself, so what am I supposed to do? Ask him about shower curtains? Like, (laughs) I was really stressed out about this interview, and then he gets on mic, and I was instantly bowled over by how kind and And giving and open he was. And he talked about
0: he talked about what you're talking about like with not being open and how he struggles with that and like how he doesn't like that people kind of think he's like a robot like emotionally yeah, or, yeah he was, was really just
1: cool. it was just it threw me for a loop and it's really an episode worth listening to if you want to go download the serious XM app now I think you can do a free you can listen yeah. for free now i think you can like sign up for or some X- X- shit like that. you can do a free trial right now for with Sirius XM I don't know why you wouldn't do it if you're listening to this podcast and you're a fan of the podcast and you don't have serious now's your chance to get it for free, I don't even think you have to give any credit card information or anything. Just like try it out, SiriusXM.com/laugh. Make sure that you sign up via SiriusXM.com/laugh so that they know we sent you because uh, that is important. And then listen to our episodes on demand. The app is like super simple and really fun and easy and cool looking. And um, so here's a clip of Mike Purbiglet and Dimitri Martin in studio on Tuesday. You are. The new one on Broadway, Mike. I saw it last. <laughs> week, Tom saw it last week, yes. still thinking about it, so still floored, it is like changed me chemically as a person. <laughs> wow. Like I can't, it's one of those, it's one of those things that stays with you and you think about for a really long time and I'm still thinking about it um, and reminded of it on a daily basis. It was that moving and I told you this in person and I'll say it again out loud and you did not ask me to say this but I saw Dear Evan Hansen and I, I got out of my seat at the end to give a standing ovation just because everyone else did but was my heart in it? No. Who was the first person to stand up for a standing ovation after the new one? Nikki fucking Glazer. And it wasn't because it was Mike my friend and it, it wasn't because 'cause you had that to go just to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> it,
4: was,
0: it
1: was involuntarily standing. It was a, it was what standing ovations, how they originated. Like you would just have to you're so excited, you have to get up and applaud. And that is how I felt at the end of um of your show. Just moved to stand and 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 let you and everyone around me know that I loved it. I had this and, personal um, thing with
4: Nikki that night because I was like because it was the night that Ben Brantley from the New York Times was in the audience, and, so oh, I, wow. and I just found out afterwards. Oh, they that's were like, good. They oh, don't they, tell I, you. Yeah, before yeah. You found out after. Yeah, the they show? were like, "Hey, Ben oh, Brantley was here." blah, blah. blah. Wow. And so then I was like, <laughs> I was like texting, the guy, "Hey, did you? Are your compliments sincere, or are you holding back a thing?" Because I'm really anxious about this particular show because the reviewer is there, mm-hmm. but, but it ended up being good. And oh, being God. good, Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, did you? Were was, you
1: angry that you didn't know he was there, or do you? No, no. They no like I told actually. You, or?
4: I changed. I I used to be. I want to know. And uh, after the last round, I decided no. I, I no longer want
5: to know. Yeah, him. that's that's how I would would do. it. Is that For how you sure? do? It? I would do. it. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to know.
0: Yeah, I, cause I, because it's, there's you no would way like you're gonna approach be
1: every. Better, one, if like you know. he might be there. It'd yeah. be
5: nice to get an update. Like if you had a thing in your ear. <laughs> And it's just like, as soon as we know, we're going to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're like 20 minutes oh, into the show. And like, hey, my key he is here. So like, oh, thank you so much. I can change my performance. Yeah. I, I, I was, I was, was too in. present. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I need yeah. to be worried for this to work. I need
4: to do the New York Times <laughs> performance. Yes. <laughs> Um, How has it
1: been not t- not touring? Yeah, just being in one place. One of the is same that, theater um, every sounds day sounds like
4: a dream. That's been a big yeah. deal because I have uh, a daughter who's three and a half, and and when one of the great dilemmas the the show, if people aren't familiar, the first half of the show is sort of the seven reasons why all the reasons why no one should have a child, and the mm-hmm. second half of the show is I had a child, here's why I was right, and then <laughs> and then the end of the show is this. It, it's you know it turns on itself. There's it's it's redemptive in some way, and so, and it's emotional. It's like it's, it's I'm experiencing emotion, and some people in the audience do too. But 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 um, the one of the dilemmas was I have a job. And my job yeah. is to travel around to every Applebee's with a dream. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's my yeah. damn kind of curse that. on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My fucking job. My fucking job that I built up well, over years. My fucking job. <laughs> Watch you it. Cool. fucking Tom Takar to from Indiana ass motherfucker. <laughs> fucking used to be called Tom Brady because right. you didn't know what yep. else to do <laughs> I needed you <laughs> to lose her to had to take your dad's name who left when you were five <laughs>
5: angry insult <laughs> comic Michael Biglia
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's new <laughs> it's, still,
5: it's still your timing and your rhythm but, <laughs> but you're <just> slowly <laughs> angry
4: at <it>. <laughs> <laughs> but, but f-
5: and there's a turn it's ridiculous. then it turns <laughs>
4: yeah. underrated stand up comedian like like then you're like like, oh, that the last part was nice. Part was it, nice. Yeah. He did say underrated, which means he thinks I'm good. <laughs> did you see Mike's
5: new show, My Fucking job, Tom? It's, I cried. I don't even know why. I, he, I was confused at his anger. But, he... <laughs>
0: but then it's, it was just nice enough at the end. I felt really good.
4: It's a car.
5: Wait, I have a question. Is How is the crowd makeup? Oh, is there an infusion of like, holy cow. broadway people. Yeah, is this like I've now dipped into another world?
4: <laughs> yeah, it's... um. Well, it's Asian. It's mostly Asian <laughs> <Yeah>. now. Um, <laughs> the best, the best, pe- the best crowd. Well, because if you look at the makeup of the world and right, uh, yeah. how many people are Asian, it's about you know it's about four it's about four billion yeah, people. they're all so, there. Yeah. So that's I'd say it's seventy five percent Asian, ten uh, percent elderly, and uh, and, and then the elderly it's, Asian.
1: Well, yeah, and then, and then the three, and and a then lot then, of babies, three percent babies.
4: <laughs> so that, and the babies so, really hate the first part of the show. So, so Nikki, that's <laughs> that's my. <laughs> That's my honest answer. <laughs> That's my earnest, uh, ur- my 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 mouth that you to God's ears answer. No, it's uh, it is different. It's like you know, you get more Broadway people. You get more just like tourists who are just seeing whatever is around, which is great mm. because because I mean he, he, nobody knows. Nobody really knows who i am i mean i- wa- I walked up to the first rehearsal my my name's yeah. on the billboard, and literally two people walk by me a couple and the and the guy looks at the woman and goes, uh, who's mike berbiglia and and i and I interrupted them i go i'm mike berbiglia and and they were nice they go. Okay, well, now we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not yeah. saying
5: we're going to see your show. Yeah, yeah, they didn't say we we're going to come see
4: your show. But there is that thing of like, uh, in marketing, one would call an education process. That's yeah. like the most insulting yeah. word. Yeah. The <laughs> education process of who is Mike um, and And so. Sometimes
1: you got to tell people. I mean, yeah. that was my biggest gripe about doing this Dancing with the Stars. I would see tweets of like, who's Nikki Glazer? Uh, like, who that. is that? And I'd go, yeah were you born knowing who Tom Hanks was? Like, you have to know, you have to find right. out who people are at some right. point. Nikki, that's not How a
4: great you... example because Tom Hanks yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it does feel like you are, you are born knowing we're all born with that in our brains. <laughs> we are.
5: <laughs> he was the first contestant ever on Dancing Forrest I,
0: Gump is just in I, your brain when yeah. you're born, like uh, the U2 album on iPhones. Like, we yeah, yeah, all know yeah. it. We, <laughs> all get,
4: we all get the Forrest Gump brain patch. I got it at St. Vincent's Hospital in Worcester.
0: What's the... What's the
5: intellectual property on Dancing with the Stars? Like cause you changed that preposition and I feel like you have a couple spin-off series, like Dancing by the Stars or Near the Stars. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: dancing, dancing near the stars is with Mike Borbiglia. That's a that's it's not as big a hit, but it's uh it's who it's great. is Mike Berglia. That's
5: he's on Dancing by the Stars. Near the near the stars. He's dancing near the stars. <laughs> he dances right by Tom Hanks.
4: <laughs> well you have to get the patch first. <laughs> dancing near the stars. This gonna be so big. <laughs> Because God. we get, well, you know why? Because you can dance near bigger stars than dancing with the stars right. gets. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: Oh, yeah.
1: The
4: people, I mean, I can dance near Jimmy Kimmel. Right. They have, they set up, they have pop up yeah. stages. I, I can dance near Brad Pitt, <laughs> yeah. Angelina Jolie. I can dance near Angelina Jolie's <laughs> adopted kids. She'll be like, so how did they funny. get them? It's well, the we didn't show. get
0: them. Yeah, yeah, I was just You're standing outside know... of serious. I knew that there was a big you never stars coming out. star. You know, which star are
5: they going to dance near? <laughs> have you seen dancing for the stars? <laughs> (laughs) Angelina Jolie will watch the show for five minutes. (laughs) Are you kidding? Yeah, you da- I danced for her. Wow. She personally uh. voted me off the show. Well,
4: it's more prestigious <laughs> when dancing for the stars to be one of the stars. Uh, right. The dancers That's are right. really. That's right. You want to get booked as a Yeah, judge. yeah, yeah. It, it, your, your publicist calls. I we got you booked on Dancing for the Stars. <laughs> really? Well, which one am I? Am I? Ooh. Yeah. Am I the stars or am I exactly. the dancing? Uh, you're yep. the dancer. You're dancing. <laughs> All right. I'm right. here. Right. Well, I worked here. my whole life. I do this for twenty years, and I'm. I'M DANCING?!
1: I'M
5: NOT THE STARS?!
1: (laughs) That was Mike Rabiglia and Dimitri Martin. Next stop, it was Wednesday's show with Carlisle Forrester, Queen of oh, Squirt wow. Nation. Bob Biggerstaff was also in studio with us. We got on the subject of cruise ships and how they can be depressing things to work, because I know Bob Biggerstaff, I think he said, I'm a man of the seas, or I do a lot of work at sea, <laughs> yeah, said,
0: or something he, he like said that. he's going to be at sea soon, or in the water. He said he was performing on the water, and we were like, Yeah, what it, the was fuck it was very
1: cryptic. It was like, I would go, Bob, what are you up to? Working the road, and he's like, I work on the water. Water. And I was like, "Are you like working on an oil rig? somewhere? Or like, like I didn't Jesus even know." Jesus of
0: stand up, he's like walking yes, in the water. Yes, certainly
1: not. That is not Bob Biggersaf, <laughs> but uh, he works cruise ships. And it got us on a discussion of cruise ships. And then Carlisle had a really sad, great story, much like Carlisle always does. Yeah. Uh, Andrew check it out. was in there
0: too. I'm, oh I yeah, Andrew Collin
1: was stuff. there too. Is he's always there in our hearts, in
2: our. Farts. Um, <laughs> uh, here, here's that clip. The so one time I went on a cruise ship, someone died. What? Okay, so there was this music <laughs> festival called Zingalati. It's basically like Burning Man, but on a boat. Ooh, and God. I went on. Weird, the- <laughs> <Burning laughs> someone died.
1: Sinking man.
0: <laughs> 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 I, thought,
2: <laughs> I thought this was going to be the greatest experience, and I kept trying to tell everybody. This is when I was like 25. I kept trying to get all my friends to go and they were like, Carl, no, like nobody wanted to go. It was like $700. So I had this bright idea that I was going to go with this guy that I was seeing Mm. and I was like going to surprise him. And so I start paying payments to go on this like music festival extravaganza and I, I have no money but I'm like calling every month like paying $200 to oh this my god. Cruise. and and like the people that that I'm talking to on the phone that I'm paying like they don't work for like carnival cruise they work for like a call the music festival oh. no they work for this music festival and so what happened is the guy ended up dumping me <laughs> Before before the actual cruise could come. Damn. And um and so I call one day and I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna have to cancel Zingalotti. and like it's like <laughs> these, it's like these young girls that work on the on the phone and they're like, No, why? And I was like, Because the guy I was gonna go with dumped me <laughs> and course. like I was like <laughs> I was like, none of my friends can afford to go to this. Like I just don't think it's a good idea. And they were like, Well, look, you've already paid paid enough for you to just go by yourself right. but if you cancel now you're gonna lose the $500 deposit like we can't refund your deposit and they were like you should just go you just went through a breakup like get out there girl <laughs> like just go on by yourself. <laughs> Oh my and god, so, you went on a fucking so festival trip? Mm-hmm. Yes, I just I've yeah, I was just like, you know what? They're right. I'm going
1: to Yeah, the
0: Zingalati <laughs> girls know what's best for my life. <laughs> yeah. And, and the
2: Zingalati girls, they they literally convinced me to go. So, I ended up like just getting a cigarette pack of joints and taking it with me. And I was like, I'll make friends with this. Yeah, And uh, and so I was just like waiting in line. Like, you know, you have to wait for hours and hours to get on the boat. I like met people in line. I ended up going on the cruise, doing drugs, partying with all these people, meeting all these people from Austin, Texas, which I eventually moved there. Uh, kind of based on this experience.
0: <laughs> but but anyway, Wow, I guess, yeah, you really you changed your life. Well, yeah,
2: dude. Zingalati really changed my life. Um, I, I met a guy that I introduced to my best friend. They're now married with a kid. Like, this cruise changed a lot of lives. Okay? Wow. So, anyway, someone died when we were at sea. Like, somebody overdosed or some kind of drug-related thing, and that whole debacle was, like, a nightmare because once we docked. So, it happened, like, you know when you go on a cruise, there's one night when you're just, like, at sea mm-hmm. and you're, like, nowhere, and then you go to Mexico or whatever, and then you come back. What happened when we were at sea and nowhere? So, by the time we got back to somewhere, which was Long Beach, there was, like, hours and hours of this, like, investigation. And no one could leave? No Nobody could leave. There was no like water, like the water was turned off, so it smelled like shit because none of the bathrooms were working properly. Oh, we're having fun here on the podcast today. That was
1: uh, Andrew, Collin, Bob, Biggerstaff, and Carlisle Forrester in studio. Then on today's show, Thursday, you're listening to this on Friday if you downloaded it immediately. Which, by the way, get the SiriusXM app. You can listen to all of these episodes in full on demand on the SiriusXM app. Go to SiriusXM.com/slash laugh. Um, This next clip is from today's show with Ian, Tom, and Beth Stelling. We were talking about um, getting in trouble and how Beth and I are just two people who really never want to be in trouble. And she told us a funny story about what time where she felt she was in trouble when indeed she was not at all. And um, I was surprised to hear this about her. And we were just talking about drinking in general. And um, as I'm always ready to talk about, uh, Ian, too, you're sober, right, Ian? I'm sober, baby. Today, today. Hey, we all got today. One day at a time. Keep it simple, stupid. Put the plug in the jug.
2: That's right.
1: Ian, I love you. I love you. We we made fun of you on the show yesterday because we were talking about how you always carry around a book that's like is about (laughs) you know the pop punk punk culture in the '70s. Seventy-five
0: or something.
2: Yes. So that
1: people can strike up conversations with you because they see you carrying a book that says "Please Kill Me," and it's like it's your way of like kind of peacocking around the city.
2: <laughs>
5: peacocking.
1: And, yep, yep. That's a way to present to people so that they have a reason to talk to you because you are. That's all you do is peacock, man. That's like true. your your look yeah. is like at begging people to go. Hey, man, you look like Richard Dreyfuss. Like I realize it's it's your way of attracting people's um love, and I and I don't. I don't. I'm not judging you for it, but I l- I like it about you. Because you're someone who we'll likes to talk to strangers. Stuff,
0: yeah, yeah. I really, really, really enjoy talking to, to strangers. strangers and to other people and. Having conversations connecting. with people, I don't know, and connecting with, with other
1: people, yeah. I really, truly love that about you, and I say that with no judgment. Like, I think it's a really cool part about you, and it's funny because I'm staying at my boyfriend's apartment, and he has that book, Please Kill Me, on his shelf, and he has another book you carried around, too, so I think you two would really uh, get along oh, in ways yeah. that I don't care for. <laughs> uh, no, um, so this next clip, oh, uh, wait, we're done with the show today. Yeah, no, yeah. I haven't clips. even pitched to it. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, this is still the clip.
1: Oh god damn it. (laughs) Let's get to the clip. This is Beth selling me and Ian Fidance and Tom Takar hanging out. (laughs) Like it's like Gaffigan's joke about everything's McDonald's. Like it makes you feel bad later or whatever. Eating ass, like we I judge that being like, why would you eat ass if it's gonna make you violently ill? But then people drink. And then right. the next day they're violently ill. That's
2: a great point.
6: Well, that's why I so, re- I always found that inter- even as a cuz I started drinking maybe I don't know 6th grade or something like that like taking like, my first Damn. time experimenting. And yeah. and then I really got it all out. I mean by the time I was like a senior in high school I was like I'm good. Mm-hmm. I was never crazy or anything. Yeah. Like that. And I mean I still drink right. Right. but occasionally. But yeah, I think that's how Getting vi- but no I remember sick. thinking that even as a kid like so my friends are going like this enough times to make themselves barf. You mm-hmm. did that. Yeah. I'm so, yep. kid. it would just be, sad. I never could that's fully why, understand it. But that's obviously- why I quit drinking. It was, I
1: was getting so violently hung over. And I remember being, the last time I drank, uh, the day after, I was in, uh, I was at Hilarities in Cleveland and I was in the shower and it was seven o'clock. I had to get, I had to host um the shows because I was doing two man shows with John Caparulo, and I was so hungover from the night before after a couple beers. Like, it was not even a, a bad hangover, but I was, I remember laying in the shower and just being like, I did this to myself and I feel like I have, I feel like I'm dying. Like, yeah. this should be the feeling that someone has when they are going through chemotherapy. or something. Like, it, it yeah. was just, It. I don't mean to, but it was the worst feeling I've ever felt and I couldn't see or walk or move. And I was like, I
6: did this to myself. This is insane. Yeah, by putting And that it was in like the body. epiphany. You, yeah. Si- yeah, you I, sipped it into existence. I mean, right. obviously and I there's people that struggle with addiction and therefore sure, it's much right. it's more than that. But yeah. Yeah, it just felt like a choice
1: I was making. And and also when you're that sick, you want sympathy and you want your friends to like be there for you and your mom to go, I'm so sorry. But when you've drank yourself into that, yeah, no yeah, one no really one gives a shit about uh, you. Yeah. And neither no one's of like you. you. Yeah, you're, people get tired <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't even be nice to yourself. Like, I'm sick. You're just like, you piece of shit. You did this to yourself, so (laughs) no one's taking care of you. And it's a really lonely feeling. Um, yeah, I but very, yeah, that's I funny feel, that as I a feel kid it you too were like, with
6: something small. Like even now, because I don't drink a ton, mm-hmm. and I don't know. But it, definitely the move to LA affected that even more. Yeah, because I remember. How, how do you mean? You're driving and yeah, because I, I drank in Chicago occasionally. I, I've never been a super heavy drinker. It's almost one of those things. Where you're like, oh, Beth's drinking. This is gonna be fun. Uh-huh. You know, right? Uh-huh. Like that's uh, how it was back that. in Chicago. That. In Chicago. That sounds
2: so fun. To be like, oh,
4: it's gonna be fun. She's gonna be
6: looser. I would drink
2: but you would be like, all right, nights time. would be like, run. Yeah. Uh, Her shoulders are going to drop an inch. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
6: I think uh, I was sort of like that in Chicago. But then when I moved to L.A., obviously you're driving. And I remember, I don't know when it was. I was still babysitting because I know there, there was a car seat in the back of my mom's mercury sable which she given me and i drove out to la in so it was that long ago but, yes um i got still babysitting long yes now. yeah and i marked my life that way too yeah yeah and now i'm like i don't want to know how old she is but-, <laughs> <laughs> but i was like doing echoes under sunset and then going to another maybe nerd melt to echoes under mm-hmm. sunset and uh, i had a one beer at each place which is not that big of a deal i just didn't have enough to eat Yeah. And or maybe it was three, but the point is it was over the right fine amount yeah. of time. Mm-hmm. It was over like three or four hours. It ended. I ended up doing the math later, and I had had maybe one drink on the hours. Yeah, but I got pulled over at one of the checkpoints um, near Sunset Junction, and it just oh, was like I know that one. And I can't lie. And he said, "Do you drink? Were you drinking?" I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, How many? And I said, like, I don't know, like two, which is apparently what everybody says when they're wasted. Yeah, yeah. And so then they pulled me over to the side. I had to get out of the car. I did every single test. Whoa. I they gave me a breathalyzer. Yeah. It was terrifying. I mean I passed did you all pass? these things. Yeah, yeah. Wow, good job. No, yeah, I was totally fine, but it was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and he's that's like, What are you so doing? Scary. And I was like, Oh, I'm a comic, I was just going one show to the next, and I did have a drink. He's like, Are you gonna put this in the act? And I was just like, No. This is so scary. And I and I think I, fe- I felt like a criminal for maybe up to two weeks, and it was around yeah. Christmas time, so I felt like mm-hmm. real bad Santa. And I think <laughs> I-, I went home to Ohio and I was just like, you're bad, you know? And oh so yeah, I getting That's arrested. Is- but I didn't get is- arrested. Or getting, yeah. get arrested.
1: Yeah, getting in yeah, trouble. Getting I was in terror, yeah. You're someone who doesn't like to get in trouble, clearly. Right. Yes. Yes. You don't like breaking the rules. You want to follow the rules, yes. but you're also rebellious in what yes. you talk about on stage. Like True. I'm the same way. It's like there's certain things where I'm like, you don't tell me what to do, but then I'm like, mm-hmm. I hate being in trouble. Mm-hmm. There, I, I know a lot of girl, female comics like this who just hate being in trouble. Yeah, always and that think is
6: I'm in tr- even in a relationship that of the past that'll happen. Like, do you? Yes. I do. Yeah. Do you
1: hate me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Always. Yeah. Always in trouble and um. And you're right, like, and that's such a funny example too, Beth, because you got pulled over. No one ever gets out of uh, DUI if they've admitted to drinking and they've done the, the, the. There's always a way they'll catch you. So you definitely weren't,
6: yeah, breaking I was fine. the law.
1: Like, you were given all the tests and you passed and you still felt like a terrible person <laughs> no, after that. No, like, that I'm... is so funny to me. Yeah. But, but that makes sense. It's uh, it, I a. bet that was like a, a huge awakening for you of like, I'm not going to drink ever anymore, like yeah, ever no, do that again. I was certainly I not going to like
6: drink and drive and do that
2: again.
1: That was the podcast this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, get your friends involved. You guys are part of Squirt Nation. I'm going to be in Salt Lake City Friday and Saturday that's tonight and tomorrow Friday and Saturday November 16th and 17th at Wise Guys you can see Ian Fidance and Tom Takar and me at the Comedy Cellar if you're in the New York City area just go to ComedyCellar.com and look at their schedule and you can see when we're going to be performing and we'd love you to come out to those shows too Uh, Ian Fidance thank you for being here for the podcast
2: thank you for having me love being here
1: do you have a, a little secret to share with us today
2: um (laughs) <laughs>
1: I don't have one. That's why I said it
2: like that. I'm just uh, trying
1: to find uh, my I, I, really I hated that voice. Loved that voice. That was great. I hated it. it I'm was sorry fantastic. I even used it. Um, no. I don't really have one. No secrets. No.
0: I can't oh, think of one. I I I think I got one. Yeah. I think I would have been fine with Andrew banging somebody in that hotel room.
1: <laughs> <gasps> Whoa <laughs> Now that I think
0: Whoa! about it, who cares?
1: That is that is revelatory, uh, and if you want to hear him. what that is in reference to, you have to listen to the full episode that Andrew was on on Tuesday <laughs> on the show, or no Wednesday? That was Wednesday's yeah. show on or demand Monday. on that the have series. Been Monday's show that we talked oh about yeah, that. it was Monday. We talked yeah, about it too. He came in when he
0: wasn't supposed to be there. So we oh talked yeah, about it that's right.
1: God, that is classic <laughs> Andrew coming in when he isn't supposed to be there. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the podcast this week. We love you, Squirt, 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 Squirt. Bye,
0: bye.